And we are live, lead-off talk, with myself, Caitlin, and Gabe. Gabe, how's it going there, bud? Going pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, to peel back the curtain a little bit, I just fucked up the intro, so <laughs> luckily you won't hear any of that, but it was pretty hilarious. Just massive brain fart. Um, but yeah, dude. We didn't have an episode last week. It was obviously Easter and the holidays and all that stuff. Um, but last time we talked, we talked, you know, we, we previewed basically the MLB. We uh, went division by division and all that fun stuff. This episode, we are going to talk about the Indians specifically. Uh, but before we get into that, man, baseball has this weird thing where, you know, we, we had our... Th- we had our discussion mapped out, but what happened today in the Marlins Mets game and how the Mets walked off uh, their home opener was pretty hilarious to me. Oh, just doesn't get any better than that for baseball, does it? Yeah. Um, so if you if you're on if you don't know what happened, and we're recording this on Thursday night, this will drop on Saturday. <laughs> Michael Conforto, it was bases loaded with one out. On a what one two pitch? Yeah, one and, two or oh two. Yeah, and Michael Conforto, uh, the left-handed hitting right fielder for the Mets, he stuck out his elbow and got hit, and the Mets walked it off. Right, <laughs> but the pitch was a strike. It was a two seamer that cut back in. I mean, it basically down the middle. At where it ended. Um, yeah. He wasn't going to be able to hit it. And he just kind of bushly, you know, stuck his elbow out. And that's how they walked it off. Um, the Even the Mets announcers were, were calling it ridiculous. Um, the actual rule is just because you get hit, it doesn't necessarily mean you get first base. Like in this scenario. Um, he If it's a strike and you get hit, it's still a strike. That means you're, you were basically impeding, you were crowding the plate, you were in the strike zone. Um, and you're not allowed to, you know, even if you're take, uh, making an attempt to get out of the way, if the ball's a strike, if the pitch is a strike, then it's still a strike. And the umpire at first called it a strike, strike three, run oh, up, and, the then, and then he said, oh, wait, it did hit you. You get first base. Uh, so many things I want to say. Well, go ahead. I mean, this is your podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. Here, this is my. This is okay. Couple things. First, the fact that the umpire called it a strike, and then did their own replay system, I guess, in his fucking head, and said, "You know what? No, it hit you." Like that's the most that that the most alarming thing to me right there. That he knew it was a strike and still gave the guy first base. The fact that we replayed it to make sure the ball hit him. that was, I don't know if you noticed, they replayed that, that play. Right. To make sure the ball hit him. The fact that we can't replay to make sure to say, hey, he leaned into it. Like, that's a problem right there. Why isn't that a rule? Why isn't that out there? Why can't we have replay? Use it. I don't understand that. Also, I like to put it out there, too. I don't know if I'm – I don't blame Conforto. I know maybe that's like a weird stance. I think he got – like you said, it was a what was it a curveball slider cut or something like that? Something like I, cut in. I I thought it was a two seamer and it two seamer okay. cut it and like it cut. cut away 
Kind of way. I think he was fooled by the pitch. Yeah. And him doing his instincts, he stuck his elbow out, which, yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, that's a play that should just be an out. Like, he should be a strike three. Like, I know we want to blame Conforto, but, like, in the rules and the scheme of things, we should be blaming baseball for that being a not a strike three. Well, I mean, no, but the issue is that it is a strike. And even in the rule book, it's a strike. And they just – I guess the umpires just forgot the rule or didn't really know the rule or something like that. Yeah, it's just so many things off in that play. Right. And the fact that they can go to replay and see that it hit him, but also like, hey, he leaned into the pitch and it was so obvious that that also isn't part of the replay system. And I know that's more of a – like intent and stuff like that, so it's it, it's kind of hard to judge a replay off of that. But that was so blatantly obvious, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that was oh, so bad. Super obvious. That something that should already been in the rule book. Like you can replay the fact they replayed it to make sure the ball hit them. I mean that's what pisses me off on anything because you know in that replay they all like oh he leaned into it but we can't do anything about it because technically we can't go back on the call. Like yeah, just that's just a shitty situation all in all. Now the Mets won that game. The Marlins have every right to be upset. It just it just sad. It'll be interesting. For the game of baseball. It'll be interesting Saturday when um when they play again because they have tomorrow. Oh, off. he gets hit. Uh yeah, Conforto's getting hit, right? Yeah, hundred percent. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, even if he didn't mean it, which I don't think he meant to do it the way he did. I think, like I said, I think he got fooled by the pitch. But either way, it looks bad, and you're getting hit. Hopefully, the Mets. I mean, the Mets. Hopefully, the Marlins did the right thing and hit him in the the ribs or lower, and they don't aim for the head. <laughs> You know what I mean? We don't want anything like that to happen, but he's getting hit. I mean, it's... I mean, that's just baseball, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah, he, he's getting hit. I think another underlying thing that nobody really wants to talk about is uh, that's Anthony Bass's second blown save already this year for the Marlins. Yeah, and yeah I don't think the Marlins their, are that mad about it. Yeah, and he was their, um, you know, basically their, their big offseason signing when it comes to fixing their bullpen or kind of solidifying yeah. their bullpen. So, oof. Oof on, yeah, underlying part of the inning was Jeff McNeil had maybe the bat flip of the year so far. Yeah, so far. No one's, gonna, no one's gonna remember that because <laughs> of his teammate. Nope. No, I mean that's yeah, it's just tough. It's tough to watch. Um, because when you messaged our group chat and you're like, "Did you see this end of the the Mets game?" I was like, "No." And you know, looking back or seeing the video, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, the yeah, f- I was watching it live. Yeah, the fact that he called the strike. And in, like, two seconds was like, wait a minute, it hit him, take first base. Like, he rung him up. That's the most yeah. ridiculous part. Uh, so, it's, so, it's so bad. Yeah, and we had to talk about it, you know, before we get into the Indians preview. Also, I just wanted to talk about it because I thought it was hilarious. Um, the reaction to Eloy Jimenez getting hurt, I mean, it is like, it's like he died. <laughs> they had his jersey in the clubhouse or in the in the uh in the dugout and in the clubhouse like when they announced his name for for uh opening day like they had his jersey like he died dude the yeah. the fact that i mean even in their social media team had it um you know RIP. one of the uh uh MLB the show YouTubers Daddy Dimu had <laughs> he responded to it and it got a whole bunch of likes and retweets and stuff. It was uh, a gravestone and it was like Eloy Jimenez and then on the bottom it said "Rip the titty." <laughs> that's good. That's, I didn't see that, but that's good. And it was just like my goodness, and I even quote tweeted that. I was like, "Here lies Eloy Jimenez with barbecue <laughs> sauce on his titties." 
<laughs> from like the vine and it was God. just like and but like the reaction that it was literally like Eloy Jimenez died I've man I I it was a little it's, bit of an overreaction yeah it, well, I don't know what's more of an overreaction that or the fact that he tried to rob a home run was 90 feet away from him and towards in spring yeah. training. I don't know what was more of an overreaction. In spring training, and yeah. I, I talked about this with Pat on um, our time of possession because we briefly mentioned it at the end of the thing. Eloy, he's the same guy. Like, number one, why is he not DHing? But he's the same guy who fell into the net, the, prote- the protective net, yeah. and gave up a inside the park home run because mm-hmm. he got caught in the net. Like, why is yeah. he even playing the field? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand in spring training. If I'm a manager, maybe it's different. But I want my guys to go like play hard, obviously. But like, like it's spring training. There's no need to to rob be home risking, runs or anything. Like rob that. home runs or like I get making a play, especially guys trying to make the roster. But like, like you said, he's on the team. He's not going anywhere. Everybody knows that. And everybody he knows be in the outfield. And everybody knows. Yeah, he's. Everybody knows he's an awful defender anyway. Yeah. So he doesn't have to yeah. prove anything. We get it. Yeah, it was just that was really bad. Also, Fernando Tatis going down with an injury. Um, he's been put on the ten day DL. Uh, you know, very freakish injury. He yes. Uh, his backswing, he kind of tore his, uh, something in his shoulder or his elbow and labrum. I heard something like that. Yeah, um, but apparently they expect him to be back sooner rather than later, which is mm-hmm. insane to think about that he. I mean, crazy, right? Yeah, I talked to my fiance about this. So she's a, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, she's going to be a doctor of physical therapy. So she kind of knows what she's talking about when it comes to injuries. And I asked her about it. Like, is that, because uh, when it first came out, I heard like six to seven months recovering time. And then it came out that he's going to be out 10 days. And I think that he'll be fine after that. And I asked her and she basically said, if he can with you the pain, it's not going to get any worse, which I've also heard. But I mean, that's just, I mean, like I try to tell her, it's a hundred what hundred sixty two game season. He's gonna come back with what one forty five left, one forty left. Playing in that young guy, I would, I would just hate that something happen to him any more than what it is. Because I mean, let's be honest, he's one of the faces of baseball. It's not the face of baseball now. Right, and it's not like he. I mean, obviously the Dodgers are trying to, or, or the Padres are gonna try to win that division, and it's gonna be tough if they lose Tatis. Um, yeah. but. To say, hey, shut him down for a month or whatever, uh, kind of work your way back, you know. Obviously, surgery, I mean, if he has surgery, he's probably out for the year, so they obviously don't want to do that, and he obviously doesn't want to do that. But the fact that, you know, maybe take a month, you know, heal as much as you can, um, kind of understand the, the, the amount of pain you're going to probably have the rest of the year, and... You know, just kind of, you know, just give him some R and R, but right. man, that it just, that just sucks. Because yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was so, I thought it was gonna be like way worse than. Yeah, when it happened, it did not look good. Because that's his, I mean, that's his his left arm, so that's his follow through when he's hitting, um, mm-hmm. when he's fielding, when he's got to reach up or, like, just think if he has to jump up and extend. try to catch a ball. Yeah, and extend yeah. To, to try to grab something, man. It's Do that. Or like, do the, I don't know if you've seen Lindor's play he had yesterday when he got JT Romuchu out. Like, that play of the middle. Like, can Tatis make that play? Can yeah, he I, reach down that far without the pain? Like, I yeah, just feel bad. I, yeah, I don't really know. Um, and yeah. I guess we will see in the next, you know, couple weeks that when he returns. Yeah. Um, but I thought yeah, it was way worse. Hopefully he's all good. Yeah, yeah and I thought it was way worse than, uh, than, than it really was. 
I mean, even though it's crazy to, to kind of downplay a, a torn labrum, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Torn labrum will be out 10 days. I'll be back. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That, that torn anything and you'll be back in, in 10 days. <laughs> yeah, out. exactly. Yeah. I tear my pinky. I'm out six months. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so kind of talking about the Indians now. They are, they're what, two and three to start the two year. With no offense. With no offense. But again, mm-hmm. you know, they, they haven't really had a rhythm. Um no. Three off dates. I hate the stupid off dates. Dude, date. this is, I thought they played tonight. I had, I double take. I was all ready. I was like, where's the stream? Uh, what is going on with the schedule? It's the worst. I get the game after opening day because I feel like that happens every year. It's just the point that I get it now. Mm-hmm. But what's up with the, like, yeah, three off days in the first week and a half? Yeah, and some teams do have it, and some teams don't. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it's just annoying because it's like today is the Tigers' actual off day. Right. Because they because they played a full series with the Indians, and then they played a full series with the Twins. So that would make sense. But a two-game series for the Indians and Royals, like what? That doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it does not make any sense to me. Um, but they're two and three. Obviously, the offense hasn't shown up yet. But um, I mean, game one they played in a fucking blizzard, so it's kind of tough <laughs> that that right. happened. Uh, but man, I so I picked them to be a wild card team. Um, I liked. I still like their pitching, and. Nothing. Nothing in the first, you know, week of games. I'm not overly concerned about their, you know, their pitching or anything like that. Um, you know, Nick Whipkrin after a, a a tough, tough first game uh, where he gave up what two, three runs against the Tigers. Uh, came came back last game, got the save uh, against the uh, Royals. But man, uh, just. So, where'd you like to start first, the the pitching or or the hitting? I think the hitting. I think we all know what the pitching is. Yeah. Okay. So hitting. Uh, all right. Let's just talk about their lineup. Lead off okay. hit like leading off. The the combination of Ben Gamble and Jordan Luplo. I will it's really. Ridiculous. I really wonder how long that's going to actually happen. It shouldn't be happening at all. It, uh, I, I want to rant so bad right now. Ben Gamble should not be on the team. I mean, that's literally and, what we're doing right now. I mean, this, yeah, okay. this is ben, for you to rant. So here, yeah, Ben Gamble the- shouldn't be on the team. He shouldn't be on the team. Jordan Lupolo should be playing right field, and Josh Naylor should be at first base. There's so uh, Daniel Johnson should be on the team. There's uh, okay. I I don't even know where to begin because my head is just filled with so much hate for the Indians right now. That just that just go off if they like Naylor and Rayfield. Ben Gamble should not have made the team over Bradley Zimmer, or I'll even say Oscar Mercado, because at the end of the day, Gamble can't hit and can't play defense. You know what Zimmer can do? Play defense, all star level. You know what I mean? You don't got to worry about him. You want out there? No, no worries. He catches everything. He covers the gaps. He does everything you need him to do. You know what Gamble does? Nothing. Makes no sense to me. Lupolo, he's a good hitter against lefties, but he's also a liability in center. And right, he's decent, but in center, he's not that good at defensively. We might have one of the worst defensive outfields outfields in baseball. Eddie Rosario, he has a can of an arm in left, and I love the dude, but he's he his war fielding is low. He's not a good fielding left fielder. He just has a can. 
he made some plays though. He left it. I'm excited about when I, I, I don't worry about him because he's a ball player. He'll make the plays, but like center, I'm worried about right. Naylor. Naylor's young. I think he can learn to play right. Is right field probably a natural position? No, but he's not the fastest either. We have no speed in the outfield. It's just, it just infuriating to look out there and see Luplo and Gamble playing center. It just makes no sense to me at all. Put Zimmer out there. Put him last in the lineup if you have to. You don't have to hit him in the leadoff. He occasionally hit, gets hits when he's doing good. But he's always, always, always going to play elite defense. And that's all I'm going to say about center. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, why even – why not just throw out Eddie, or uh, not Eddie Rosario, Ahmad Rosario in center? Like, exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Why yeah. was there this? Why was there this weird? Hey, there's a competition at shortstop that really didn't happen, and then so late in spring training, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna put Ahmad Rosario in center." And like, why not just hey, you traded for him? Our expectations are we know you can play shortstop. He's played shortstop his entire career, his first three years in the major leagues. We think you're a, a a good enough athlete, and your bat is good enough because it is. I mean, he's. Yes. I I like him as a hitter. To say, hey, we want your bat in the lineup. We also like Jimenez or uh, Jimenez at at shortstop. Um, play center field against righties, and then against lefties, we'll bring you in. Play shortstop. We could put Luplo in center. It just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. If you if you have Rosario. In your lineup, you could hit him lead off every single game, and you don't exactly. have to worry about it. Nope. I just, I just, I, yeah, I don't understand it. It's, it's annoying. It, it makes no sense. I mean, it's, it makes no it's, sense. it's five games in. It's just like, I, I, I can understand Luplo. I can understand like, hey, against lefties, we know your bat's good. It's yeah, weird exactly. that you lead off, but we could kind of make it work because how many, truly, how many lefties are there? In the major leagues. Not a lot. And, like, him batting leadoff, it doesn't bother me either when there's lefty pitching because he's known to hit lefties, bat him leadoff, so he hit the lefty starter as much times as possible. That doesn't bother me. Yeah, but if you're going to – That's a whole – yeah. Yeah, but if you're going to – if you're going to platoon Rosario at shortstop against lefties – Makes no sense either. Then, yeah, but then have Rosario hit leadoff regardless. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then and and then move, and then loop and then move Jordan Lupo down to I don't know six or seven, right? Yeah, right behind whether you want Naylor or hitting to kind of break it up, and then have Lupo hit seventh because it's uh, Naylor's been hitting sixth behind uh, behind uh, no no no, no, uh, uh, Reyes, no Reyes. yeah Reyes yeah. It just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Even if you wanted to do that, even if you wanted Luplo in center for half the games, having Ben Gamble, who's just a probably the most basic corner outfielder in the major leagues, you know what I mean? Just super yeah. average. I mean, sure, I mean, he can hit for an all right average, but I mean, he's nothing super special. Not, no. And the, the thing, other thing that makes me upset about the whole situation is that right now he's hitting all the righties and Luplo's hitting lefties in center. I mean, right? I mean, as of right now, that's what we see. Right. You know what Ben Gamble does that's like a lot of people don't – like might not realize what he does really well, actually? He hits lefties better than righties. He's one of the awkward players who do that. 
because being left-handed, you don't see it a lot, but it happens. His splits are better against lefties, and he's hitting righties. Like, I just – I don't understand. I don't understand him making a team. I don't – like you said. And the other thing about Rosario, I won't even be mad if he put him in center and he made mistakes because he's young. What is he, 24 or 25 still? He's still young, and he's fast. Like, I'm, I'm okay with him making mistakes out there, knowing that he's going to get better at it, other than Gamble, who is who he is, and Luplo, who is who he is in center. Like, I'd much rather give it to a young guy. Yeah, it makes no sense to not have – to not have that defensive replacement yeah, on, the, on bench the bench either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in years past, we had Zim, you know, Zimmer. We had uh, Mercado to, like, hey, late innings, go play center field. We know you could play a good center field. Exactly. Cool. It's, and you, yeah, have, that's... you have the extra player. You have that 26 guy on your roster. Mm-hmm. I just, That's what just, makes me just, mad about Billy Hamilton. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We're getting told so early in the in the calendar that he wasn't going to make the team. Now, what's Hamlin doing? Playing He's defense and center yeah. fielder for the White Sox. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, it it that's one of the things that really upset me. Um, yeah. And that's just the leadoff. Okay, so leadoff hitter. <laughs> all right, fine. We ranted about that. Two to five is I think is pretty solid. Hernan- I'm honestly okay with two to six. Yeah. And that's Hern- being honest. Hernandez, cool. J-Ram, best hitter on your team. One of the best hitters in mm-hmm. baseball, period. Yeah, 100%. I want him hitting third. Uh, Rosario, hitting cleanup. I mean, it, it's the most boomer bust. And to kind yeah, of he break, is what he is. Yeah, and to make to kind of break up the, the, left, the left-handed hitting and the right-handed hitting, it makes sense yep. to hit him cleanup. I mean, kind of in a weird ideal world, I'd kind of like him hitting second with Hernandez hitting leadoff. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't think mind that. That would be kind of interesting, but I guess you don't you don't want to have a too top heavy of a lineup, even though it's extremely top heavy already. Um, mm-hmm. Reyes DHing hitting fifth, I like that. I mean, whether it's hitting fourth or fifth, it's cool. Hopefully, you know, the, when the weather gets better, uh, he can kind of warm up. And because I think because he could hit for a decent average too. I mean, we saw it last year in in the limited, yeah. um, you know, the limited amount of games. But he he could hit for average. Um, yeah, he and, goes on really hot spells too. He gets really hot. He gets yeah. cold. And he gets really hot though. When he gets hot, he's hot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, last yeah. I mean against the Royals last year, he I mean he went five for five. And oh, at yeah, some yeah. point, I mean, I think like a month into the the to the year, he was leading the AL in batting average. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if he can just continue to develop and get more comfortable, because it's weird, his splits in progressive field are awful. And yeah. maybe last year was just an anomaly, like a lot of players with the COVID year and all that stuff. Yeah, no fans. Yeah, nothing. no fans or anything like that. But, yeah, I, you got to expect, you know, getting more comfortable playing an entire season and a full season in Cleveland. Um, you know, he should get better, and he better get better, because, I mean, this is going to be his home for the next – you know, five, six years, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. Um, hitting sixth, Naylor. I, really, the only issue with Naylor is he only has 300 and, I think, 50 career at-bats in his... Yeah, I, I'm really high on Naylor. I mean, he's got a nice swing when he makes contact. Yeah, I, I just love how, like, he goes all out when he plays. I think that's what I appreciate him so much about. Yeah, um, I mean, 
defensively is it is what it, it is what it is with in right field, right? Yeah. Um, he's got a. I mean, we saw he's got a cannon for an arm. He almost threw out. If it was an accurate throw, he throws out uh, the dude last game, but he just over he just overthrew it. Uh, he just overthrew uh, Roberto Perez. Um, but defensively, like, I mean, if he could play a solid right field, and I think he can. Yeah. Like, I think it's optically he. I get a little nervous because he's like a bigger guy playing right field, a short stocky he, he guy. He is quick for how but he's how quick. Big he is. Yes, I will give he, him is, yeah. he is quick. Yeah, exactly. And he's got an arm, and just if he can just get the at bats. Um, yeah. But it's still a giant question mark. Yeah, in my opinion, and I know we already talked about leadoff, but in my opinion, two through six, all if we could all move them up one spot, I'll be okay with. Yeah. So then Hernandez, I would, I think those are our best five hitters on the team. I know, like you said, I know Naylor's still a question mark, but, but I mean, I know it's only one game, but what he did in the playoffs, I'm just so high upon what happened there and the way, like, you could tell he wanted to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The intensity, like, you could just tell that guy, like, he wants it. And, like, that just makes me excited for him. And, and like you said, in right field, it's probably not his best position. I know I kind of went off at the beginning, and I was talking bad and everything like that. But, like, he's a competitor. He competes. And I think if he is a right fielder, he'll compete at being a good right fielder, and he'll get good at it. I do think his natural position is first. But, like I said, I I think two through six are all the best hitters on the team. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, and then, so, this is where this is where I'm I, already booing. This is where I get yeah, Before you even say his name. So against right-handed hitting, hitting seventh, you have Jake Bowers. Boo, boo, boo. I just – I want the fucking team. It just makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Why the hell would you have someone – I get it. He can walk, and he plays a solid first base. I understand that. But this is 2021, and you're playing first base. Yeah. First base, you, hi- you can hide players in fir- at first base. You can hide players mm-hmm. in left field. Not the Indians. Bobby Bradley's been a first baseman his entire career. Mm-hmm. And I and I get it. Jake Bowers, you're out of options. And if they keep Bobby Bradley down for another, you know, month or so, they gain an extra year of, of control. We all know that. Okay? And we know it's the politics of baseball that, that has Jake Bowers playing first base. But he swings a wet noodle, dude. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I, I mean, honestly... You chain. Yeah. Have Chang have play first base. Have Josh Naylor play first. I mean if see this was what also kinda in my head in the back of my head I'm thinking. I think they know that Bobby Bradley is legit, which is why they don't have Josh Naylor playing first base right now. I no, I agree. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'll be okay with Josh Naylor in right field if there was Bobby Bradley was already at first base. Right. The fact that Jake Powers is just over there every day and have to watch him swing a fucking bat. I'm dude, sorry for cussing. Upsets me. Dude, I mean, this is dude. This is your podcast. We can fucking. I'd rather watch it. Pat and Shaker swing a bat than watch Jake Bowers. You mean Pat? Uh, what is his new? Uh, I don't know. Pat Whatever his name is, it's TPA? fucking Pat. Yeah. Yeah. The possession. Yeah. Yeah, the most clunky dude in the world. Uh, it just it just it's like but you changed has I mean every time I I'm a big fan of you train. I'm gonna keep saying that. I think he's a good utility player. I think I'm happy that he finally made the team. Um and I he's shown what he could do against Detroit. He was probably the best hitter in that series, if we're being honest. 
But you know, let's just keep trying out Jake Bowers, you know, because that's that's what we do in Cleveland. Yeah, Jake, like Jake, I just said uh, Jake Bowers. His best really? hit was a bloop. Yeah, his first hit. Yeah, it was a fucking bloop. Yeah, a broken bat bloop on the worst swing ever. He broke his bat. Just lucky enough, one of his second baseman's head. And the issue is, he has like he just doesn't have the bat speed, and you could see it. No, like, hitting. Yeah, I mean they were fastballs. I would say pretty good pitches, 93, 94, and you're just swinging right over through them, you know, right through them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there was the- nothing he, – he did nothing his first year in Cleveland in 2019 when he was uh, basically on the team full-time. He did nothing to show me that, like, hey, this is somebody who I'm excited for uh, besides playing pretty solid defense. Yeah, but like you said, at first base, you can hide it. Yeah. Santana, when he started playing first base, was not a good first baseman. And now you know he ended up being one of, one of the best defensive first defensive. basemen. Yeah. Yep. So you can te- you can learn. Put Bobby Bradley there. Put you chain there. If you if you're so scared about getting Bobby Bradley another month, like you said, then put you chain there. At least get some offense. Get somebody who's going to compete and look like he cares. And the other thing that bothers me about Bowers, you ever see him swing like his, what he does with his front leg? Yes. He swings like Shohei Otani. With no power, like you know, Otani kind of steps away yeah, from the steps, hitter, yeah, the pitcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what Bowers does. It just looks like he has no power with it. Like it just it upsets me. Yeah, and it just sucks that like, hey, you know, he has, it, 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 he has a good eye. You know, he he takes his walks. If you can't fucking swing the bat, like, what are you doing? Right. No, exactly. You, you already lost the trade. You traded Yandy Diaz for Jake Bowers. Yeah. I know you got up some yeah. other guys, and I know you got rid of the Edwin D, the Edwin Encarnacion giant. Yeah, but then you got back Santana. But you got giant Carlos Santana. Yeah. Yeah. But it you ended up still winning. You're good. Like, yeah. you, you won that. Tra- it yeah. yeah, you won the trade because you got Santana back, and he made the All Star team. And uh, I mean, he was a stud for you. He's a fan yeah. favorite. Everybody loves Carlos Santana. But if you're going to go with this youth movement, and you let Santana walk for, what was it? Did he sign, what was it, $8.5 million for two years? Yeah, something like uh, that, I believe. In Kansas City? Like, you let him walk for that, which is, in reality is not a lot. Um, but if you're going to go with this youth movement, Jake Bowers isn't it at first base. You're no, 17 and a half Santana got. Yeah, but I mean per year, like for for this year, yeah. you think oh, yeah. like half of it is right is eight point five, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't know, it's eight point two five from that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but it's just like that's the like the whole fact of the matter of like, like you let a fan favorite walk to put out Jake Bowers for the first month and a half. It's just right. it's just disgusting. Yeah, it's and the other thing about like Bradley. Yeah, and the other thing about Bradley too is like. If Bradley messes up, he's swinging hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, and you know that, and, he, and you know he's gonna he'll run hit a home in, run. Yeah, he's gonna run yeah. into pitches. Yeah, he'll he'll mistakenly, like he's he could hit thirty to forty home runs a year, and he could mistakenly hit fifteen, just like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Bet hit a ball bad, he could hit a home run. Like Bowers hits the ball bad, and it's, it's bad. just like a little, like it's not, it's just yeah, a little it's a slow roller. Single. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like he it's has to get lucky. Good. He has to get lucky on those bloop singles. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. <sighs> and then hitting eighth for the Indians, Roberto Perez. I don't think I could say anything bad about him. Yeah, I mean it, he, he is came, what he is at the bat. 
he came into training, uh, spring training. He lost some weight. And that's the other thing with Bradley. He lost weight too. Yeah, he looked really he lo- good. He looked training. really good. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to strike out because he's a power hitter. That's just today's yeah. game. But he also, yeah, yeah. But he's going to hit the ball hard, man. Yeah, every time. And it just, it makes, again, it makes no sense. Yeah, and he's going to have some at-bats that he goes down in three pitches, but so does Reyes. You know, also Reyes does every once in a while. He runs I mean, into a lot pitches. more times, runs into pitches, and that's what Bradley can do. But they just refuse to give Bradley the chance. And you don't, you don't have the offense where you're, you're going to – you don't have the high average guys. You don't have the Michael Bradley yeah. anymore that are going to get on base. And, you know, if the bottom of your lineup gets on base, you know, Michael Brantley hitting second or third is going to drive those guys in. You don't yeah. really have that anymore. You have to, you have to rely on, on home runs. Like they did last last game when they won against the Royals. Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. It it was right. it was J Ram running into two pitches and hitting home runs. Yeah, that's the game. And you can't you can't expect that every game. And you, from J Ram. But the issue is you can't expect that from Jake Bowers. No, yeah, you can't expect that from you can't expect Jake Bowers to get a single. Exactly. Imagine Bobby Bradley batting seventh on this team. You know how much stronger that makes our lineup. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Against righties, and then again, yeah. if you don't want him to hit against lefties, fine. You could have you Chang. Again, yeah. You could have Chang. You could make things happen. You could put Lupo at first base against lefties. If he came down to it, I'm against righties. Or, or, or you lefties, could, yeah. Or you could just put fucking uh, Josh Naylor at first base. Yeah, but yeah, Naylor at first. Then, but yeah, exactly. There's so many things you could do that sort of upsets me. Like they don't, and also, I'm okay with Robbie Bradley playing against lefties. Yeah, I'm cool with the two. Eventually, he's gonna have to do it. Yeah, if he's if he's if he's as good as what everybody thinks he is. Yeah. Then play him against lefties. Yeah, you let can't him struggle. Have... Let him do good. It's... Yeah, it it makes no sense. Yeah. Again, so batting eighth, Roberto Perez. Obviously, whatever you get from Roberto Perez is a plus when it comes yeah. to the offensive end. He's you know he's probably the best defensive catcher in the league. Mm-hmm. Multiple time Gold Glove. Um, he's just he's just a stud. We all know this. Uh, it, I mean, it's if he can if he can hit like he did in 2019 when when he first got the opportunity to catch every day. 2019, what he had 20 20 home runs, 22 home runs. Yeah, something like that. He hit 230. Bottom of your lineup, he puts up good at bats. He he'll take a walk. He knows the strike zone really well. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm cool with it. And then hitting ninth, yeah. you have um, it's been. Either when Jimenez is playing short, it's Jimenez or it's Chang. Uh, yeah. First base. And I'm cool with that. Whatever. It's, I uh, really have no issue with it. Yeah, I have no issue except I think that Jimenez should be playing every day. Yeah, if you're going – yeah, if you're going If you're going to give him the keys to the Ferrari to play shortstop for the Indians, let him just play. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we have the deepest farm system in baseball when it comes to middle infielders mm-hmm. that are ready to come up in the next two to three years. So let him give him the keys, see what happens. Also, I don't know if you watched the Indians, the last Indians game when Ramirez said the two home runs. Did you watch that game? Yeah. Okay. So he looked, his swing is smooth, super mm-hmm. smooth swing. Plays a really nice short. Looks like he, he kind of reminds me of Lindor playing shortstop. And I hate to say it like that, but. He's just smooth. I feel like he might have a stronger arm than Lindor, to be honest. Um, but um, the at bat when he when Mira's his first home run, I think was it, I think it was his first one. 
he came up, he let off the inning. He hit a, after, you know I mean? See that happen? They're out of the bat. Like, ah, oh, could have had a double. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He stood in their next pitch, drove one right between first and second. That's a, that right there made me like the kid. You don't see that from young players a lot. To stay in the box after, like, dis- not disappointing, but, like, hitting a rope that d- goes foul and then staying in there and next pitch in a line between first and second to get on base. And then I think Hernandez hitting two, almost double play, or whoever came up next, and then Ramirez, he let him play short all that every game. But Rosario in center, I just – I, I don't know. I just like, if you're going to give the kid the keys, let him just take off. At this point, you're hitting ninth. You, if you think you have a really good prospect in Jimenez, again, why, why are we, it's weird. Cause like they're trying to, they're trying to compete. Right. And they're trying to develop at the same time. Yeah. So they have these weird bullshit platooning that doesn't really make any sense. Again, it's just like if we're gonna have everybody learn, just put Rosario in center, like you said, put Jimenez at short every single game. If you're not gonna yeah. have Bobby Bradley, then put Yu Chang at first. Exactly. Yeah, I'm all for it. That's your best lineup. Yeah, hundred percent. So and then what are, it, so what yeah. are we doing? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I agree. Because I think Yu Chang can hit. I I think he hit, I think he could hit for a pretty solid average. And I think Jimenez can too once he kind the of learns. He hits the ball hard. Yeah. And I think Jimenez can too once he learns major league pitching more. You know exactly. What I mean? And at the end of time, like you said, he's batting last. He's, you're going to get really great defense out of him. He's kind of like Perez right now. We're like, whatever you get for offense, you get. But just let him let him hit. Mm-hmm. Let him do it every day. Let him get in a rhythm. I feel like it's – He gets he does good one game. Next game, there's a lefty. When they're think of everyday players, like Luplo is different. Luplo knows he's coming in against lefty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like young players, I feel like just need to get the rhythm to play every day. Yeah, and yeah, I can't. If he's gonna play every day, he's gonna play every day. That's it. Exactly. Boom. Yep. And then obviously, and it's funny because we I don't even we can't even talk about the bench really because it they're all intertwined because they're all playing. You know. Yeah. Like the only one is Hedges. Yeah, and like and Hedges, said, Hedges is yeah. Perez. Yeah, I mean he's a worse Roberto Perez. Yeah, he just might hit a home run more frequently than Perez. But he and and he doesn't hit for average at all. No. Which is it's annoying. He but plays really good defense. Yeah, he plays really good defense. He can hit home runs. So yep. whatever. I mean, you're he's your backup catcher. Yep. It, it yeah, is it doesn't bother me. Yeah. So starting pitching. Now, I talked to uh, Andy, our boy. And he was a little concerned that he likes Plezak, and obviously Bieber's Bieber is what he is. But he said he wasn't really sold on Savali, and he wasn't sold on Tristan McKenzie. And it makes sense, you know, guys like McKenzie and Logan Allen, they haven't had an opportunity to pitch, you know, a, a full season. You know, they they kind of have to bring him along a little. Uh, right. They they got to bring him along, right? Uh, Tristan McKenzie coming off of an injury two years ago, and last year was just like, hey, let's just kind of see what he what he is. And he obviously pitched really really well, and I think he's can I think he's going to develop into a really good pitcher. Um, but I think there you know there is a legitimate I don't want to say concern, but something to keep in in, in the back of our heads of where, hey, McKenzie 
in July, like what he's what is he going to be? Same thing with Logan Allen. Same thing with Cal Contro. If if they kind of, you know, have him as a spot starter at some points. Um, so, like, what are your kind of thoughts on on the pitching rotation? Because I know, like, on the surface, we're all pretty like. I pick Shane. Me, we both pick Shane Bieber to win the Cy Young again, and so yeah. far, so good for him. Yeah, he's in a Jacob Degrom type season. Yeah. Uh, Plezak, I like a lot, and Savali. I think he's just a solid pitcher, regardless. But it's really that four and five and six kind of because it's like they're gonna piggyback McKenzie and Logan Allen sometimes. Um, right. And in, in control. So again, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, this might surprise you. One and two, like you said, I'm not concerned with at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they might have a bad game, but at most part, they're going to do what they got to do to get the win. You know what I mean? Um, and honestly, McKenzie and Logan Allen, I'm not that concerned over either. The one I'm concerned about is the Valley. He has not looked good the past, I don't know, eight months. Like, he doesn't – like, he looks like he – when he gets – I don't know why. I hope he can turn around. I think he can. And like you said about four and five, like Mackenzie and Allen piggybacking. Um, I like it. At the same time, I don't. I wish I'd just let them go five innings and then just five or six innings instead of just Mackenzie go four, give Allen, or Allen go four, then Mackenzie comes in. I don't like that whole thing. I'd rather them just give them the day and tell them, hey, you want to go 80 pitches or to the fifth, and then we're going to take you out for the bullpen or something like that. And we have 26 players now, and I'm pretty sure Tito. I, I gotta look at it again, but I'm almost positive he just picked up an extra bullpen arm, like he always does. Kind of do his thing, and uh, you know, finally. I mean, it's weird that the Indians. This is the first left-hander in their rotation full time since Scott Casman. Yeah, since yeah, it's insane. I mean, 2013. That was Tito's first year, dude. That's it. Just doesn't. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat by itself <laughs> but it also shows like how well they've developed their own pitching with guys obviously like Kluber and Carrasco and I mean Trevor Bauer I mean Jesus Christ you know what I mean Josh Tomlin for mm-hmm. all those years I mean he was like their number five starter so yeah I don't I hope they don't I hope guys like Tristan McKenzie and and Logan Allen I, I hope they I hope they kind of bring him along kind of slowly. You know what I mean? I mean they have to. Again with with Tristan McKenzie, man, he has an injury history, which scares me. There's not a lot of innings on his arm, so I think like on paper they're really good. It just I I, I think I do kind of buy into a little bit of the concern of like, hey, what are you going to get with those you know those guys? Can they pitch? you know, long-term. I mean, even Plezak, I mean, he was brought up, what, mid-middle of 2019, and so was Savali. Yeah. So even those guys, man, they they haven't really pitched that full, you know, 30-something starts like they're going to have to do this year. So um, even though I think, again, stuff-wise, I think they're they're really good. You know what's weird? What's a weird stat? Aaron Savali, if the Indians score more than three or four run runs, he's they're undefeated when he pitches. Really, I did not hear know that. But that is a weird stat. But last year, his his um his ERA was like four point one five. Yeah, his record was like I know records. You know, you take it with a grain of salt. But it was like four and six last year. So <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. 
I mean, it's just one of those things where I, I think he got lucky a couple times where he maybe he got shelled, but the Indians actually put up some put up some uh, offense for him. Yeah, he's like the anti Bieber. Yeah, yeah. So Gabe, last part of the team we haven't talked about the bullpen. I know you don't like the whole closer by committee and all that, all that shit. Um, but it seems like that's what they're gonna do. I mean, they, I mean, last game was a perfect example. Karen Check came in the seventh inning. Obviously, he it's it sucks that he's gonna have a blown save because of that, um, mm-hmm. because it happened in the seventh inning. Um, but they brought him in, him in the seventh. They had Class A coming in the eighth, and then the crafty veteran and Nick Wilkerson as it coming in for the save in the ninth. And I know he had a rough outing his first game, and I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. Um, but so far, just what, why, why don't you like the whole closer by committee? Okay, so I think they should just give it to one guy and let him roll with it. I know I've said that a lot this whole episode about just giving it to somebody, let him go. But especially the closer, I, I don't like them coming in every day and not knowing what's going on. Every day is like a different whatever whatever situation holds. I ra- I rather than just say, hey, Karachek, hey, Klaze, hey, Rickard, you're the closer. Just let it go. That's your role. I'd love for that to happen. But talking about the bullpen, I think it's the most underrated part of our team. Um, I mean, Karachek, Klaze, and Rickard, you have those three right there. That's a trio, dominant, dominant, <laughs> dominant trio right there. Um, Klaze, I mean, I, yesterday in the bat, he threw 99 to an 84 to 102. Are you shitting me? That shouldn't be legal. <laughs> you have Karachak, who's just, he's just crazy. I mean, on the mound, the dude's spiking the ball up in his hands every two, three seconds after every pitch, talking to himself. As a batter, you, you gotta be freaking out knowing the dude, the mound's literally talking to himself. Um, and then you said Whitgren, Crafty, Brady, and then you have the Crafty lefty and Perez. You have Shaw and Matten still there. You have, um, uh, what's his Trevor name? Steffen. Trevor Steffen. Steffen. Yeah, he 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 looked really good in his his outing. Mm-hmm. He's a, got a cannon too. I mean, Paul Bullpen, I think is who's a roll five roll five guy. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. But, from the Yankees. Uh, I, I guess. I think. I, I don't know who, it, but I but, don't know. But, I, but, I like but, our but basically, they have to keep him on the roster the entire year. So. Yeah. Yeah. The roll five guy. And if they don't, he just goes back to the team. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. I mean. But like I said, I like old bullpen. I think super underrated. I think we have a bunch of electric arms in there. And then you have, like you said, the crafty vets and Perez and Wickren. And even Wickren's got some speed on it. But for Perez is just – I mean, I'm always going to love Perez. Yeah. He just – the way he just pitches, the his little – the way he moves his leg in ways just to annoy the hitter. Mm-hmm. Quick pitching, I love it. And even but Brian, like I said, and even yeah, Brian I like, Shaw. I like, like old bullpen. Like he had a yeah. really good spring. And I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of excited to see him – where there's no pressure on him really, and he's back in obviously an organization that, you know, he had Trust a ton him. of success with. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm all for it, man. I'm I like I like their bullpen. Um, yeah. I think. I think ideally, I think I'd rather have Class A just close, and then. Yeah, I could. And then I, because I know I said Karen check, but I think he's almost too valuable to where like if you're in a jam in the seventh you could bring him in you know what i mean like andrew miller kind of yeah exactly kind of like andrew miller um and then and then you have class a who really his issue is it's weird that he has he has like a 101 mile per hour cutter but teams kind of do hit him a little bit um Mm -hmm. but i think the more they develop him i would rather have that in the ninth and go look he can throw strikes 
And I'd rather have somebody throw strikes in the ninth where Karen check is a little more like he's effectively wild. And I just, I just don't need that in the ninth inning. You know what I mean? No, I feel it. No, I feel it. And just like seeing how I, they I feel like that. and seeing how they've pitched and played so far. I, I think that would be my ideal situation. I have class A, like here, here's your closer, boom. And then you could say you won the Kluber trade even more. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like if he's right. your closer the next five seasons, then like you're good. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then, like I said, Karen Check, Wickren, you could kind of use them interchangeably whenever you need them. Because I think there's situations where, you know, you're, I would be comfortable putting uh, Wickren in whenever, and then Class A pitch the ninth, or you're in a jam in the seventh, you bring in, uh, Karen check and you can have Whipper in the in the eighth or whatever it doesn't really matter you know what I mean right. it is interesting that teams are now because of the three barrel rule they are I mean the Royals and the Indians only have one lefty in their bullpen yeah it's yeah it's sad to be honest I, I hate that rule and I'm not gonna go on a rant about that but it's, it's not a rule I like but yeah lefty <laughs> specialists or something of the past now but it's weird that like someone like Perez, he's just so good where it it really doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? No, yeah, he just that slider that he has against the lefty is just unhittable. Yeah, and even against a righty, you know, kind of darting in towards them. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, we run about an hour for this episode. Is there anything else you wanted to add and talk about? The yeah, Indians? I got one thing. It's not about the Indians; it's about baseball. Well, that's that's why just we're here. That's yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> just. MLB, I'm looking at you right now when I talk about this. Houston Astros cheated their way to a World Series. Cheated, what, two to three years? Yeah. Just, and nobody got suspended from that team. No players. Except for guys that are retired. I guess Beltron maybe got, I don't know. But none of them really got suspended. Beltron lost his uh, job as manager of the Mets. Yeah, manager, yeah. So no player lost their job. No. Oh, got suspended or anything. Nope. Nick Cassianos gets drilled by a pitch. He then proceeds to go all the way to third base, the few next plays. He slides into home on a pass ball. The pitcher tries to tag him. The pitcher, I don't think he did it on purpose, but the pitcher dug his knee into Nick's side on the slide home. Nick got up, got in the pitcher. I don't know the guy in his face, but he flexed on him. Yeah, he flexed on he, him. He let him know he flexed on him, and he should. And he got suspended two fucking games for that. Are you shitty me, MLB? He got suspended two games for getting hit by a pitch and then flexing on the guy that hit him. And the Astros got shit. There's something wrong with that pitcher, in my opinion. And also, keep doing it, Nick. I love it. Every home run, you flip that fucking bat and you run to first. I don't give a shit. Everybody, all, all, every young player in baseball should be doing it. If you get hit by a pitch, too, and then you have the opportunity to flex on the pitcher, flex. Flex on them all day. That's my rant. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm, dude, I'm all for it, man. It's so, I mean, it's one of the main issues when it comes to marketing in, in baseball. You know what I mean? They're, they're just like, it's the, it's the no fun league. You know, they, yeah. you, they say oh, all these unwritten rules and, and, and I get that and I'm for it, but you also have to kind of let, you know, new unwritten rules be written. You know what I mean? If you if, the kids play. Yeah, if you fuck it, yeah, if you hit somebody and it seemed like it, they did it on purpose, kind of, 100% on purpose. Yeah, yeah, they hit him, he comes back and he hits a tank <laughs> and he bad flips, and then like that's in a whole argument. 
or yeah. and or you know they they hit him and then because that was it right he hit the home run they hit him the next pitch or next time up. yeah he yeah. he ends up getting you know on third base he scores on a pass ball and he flexes on the pitcher who hit him like hello yeah who also dig into his knee like when he called the ball at home plate he like he, slid yeah he into slid into his body yeah. more i don't think that was like that no 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 that was just like him. that's just a play of the plate yeah because he probably added to nick like flexing on him right yeah, it's just uh, it's just so annoying, man. And, and I yeah. love that. It's something that it's... I love teams that that like that do that. You know what I mean? That yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you had Amir Garrett wanting to take on the entire. I mean, I guess dude, it's something in the in the Ohio River. My game. greatest play of all time, favorite play of all time for that dude. When you look at the dugout and you charge the dugout by yourself, knowing you have no backup and you're just all about that life. Yeah. And then Yasiel Puig getting suspended when he was already traded mid game. Because of it to the Indians, I mean that was that was just hilarious. But yeah, I mean it's just it's so annoying, right? It's so annoying. Yeah. That there's these stupid unwritten rules and and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because like let's just have fun. I mean what Otani did on what Sunday night or yeah was it Sunday night baseball when he was pitching and hit second and he hit a fucking tank. He fucking hit a four hundred forty four hundred forty yeah four hundred and fifty. Yeah, 450 <laughs> Home run. Yeah, 105, 105 off the bat. Off the 101 in the same inning. Yeah, it, like insane. Yeah. And obviously that shit yeah. should be marketed and, and all that fun stuff. But so should Nick Castellanos playing with, with energy and fun and, and, and whatever. You know what I mean? That's just, that's just yeah, karma, exactly. dude. That is just karma. Like, of course, that pitcher would throw a wild pitch for the guy who he hit to, sco- to end up scoring. Right. It's just that. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Well... <laughs> Gabe, it's been fun. <laughs> like always. As always, dude. As always. <laughs> so you want to shout out your Twitters and, and all that fun stuff? Or wherever yep. you My, the, uh, the, your social medias or whatever. Uh, follow me on uh, Twitter. Right? Yanez Gabe, Y-N-E-Z-G-A-B-E-1-3 for amazing uh, Warzone clips also. Dude, that was, in- dude, that was insane. <laughs> that was so <laughs> insane. <laughs> And I think that'll do it for this episode of Leadoff Talk. I almost forgot the name, but I, but I did. Forget it. <laughs> That's the issue when you have like three different podcasts. It's just yeah, like I know you're good. I didn't mean to. Do I mean, we had to redo the intro. Yeah, we did have, but again, you won't hear it. You won't hear it because yeah. because unlike some people, I edit my podcast. <laughs> that wasn't a, that was a shot. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at Caitlin O'Sealy. That is Caitlin K-A-T-E-L-A-N knows K-N-O-W-S-C-L-E. Speaking of the other two podcasts I have, Crunch Time with Caitlin and Lead Off. And Time of Possession. This is Lead Off Talk. <sighs> I can't do anything right. Chalk it up. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, friends. <laughs> <laughs>